What's up, guys? Um, hopefully this sounds good. I don't know if it is at this point because I thought I fixed up a new way to set this up, but I really probably didn't, you know? Um, it's crazy, you know? Whenever I go to record these, I always put on headphones for some reason. And I have no idea why. <coughs> also, I just, I'm telling you, my voice... I just don't know why my voice doesn't sound confident. Well, I kind of do, I guess. I guess my confidence isn't that high. I wonder how you, like, get that up. I'm so soft-spoken. When I want to... I, I think it's because I don't have high confidence. I'm usually loud. I think it's because I don't have confidence in doing this. I don't want my parents to hear. But if I was in my own apartment, I think I'd be pretty, you know, focused. Just weird people here, and you talk basically to yourself, because that's what I'm doing right now. I'm talking, I'm having a conversation with a microphone, and the notes that I put on earlier, you know, I wrote some last night in this very strange, strange headspace I was in last night, but I wrote some things about, you know, talk about today on the podcast today, and um, yeah, it's just crazy. I'm just talking to myself. It's interesting, you know, and even if you're, I guess if you're, like, if you have guests or you have two people, then yeah, it makes sense, but, like, when Theo Vaughn and Chris D'Elia used to first start doing the beginning, I say those two because of those people I listen to the most, um, oh, and Bill Burr still does it by himself, isn't that crazy, just, like, they just have conversations with themselves, but they're not really having conversations with themselves, they're having conversations with people. Well, they're not because people are engaged in that conversation. So it's basically a long form of art podcasting seems to be, you know. It's entertainment value. That's the reason why people listen to them. People find some type of uh, pleasure from them, like entertainment-wise. And like, if people would listen to me for that, that'd be sick, bro. I'd be so happy if that ever happened, you know. But anyways, enough of that. Let's talk about what I have written down on this list. Like, let me see. I think I wrote down people that say not to be, oh, this right here. All right, so people who who say not to be rude, right? What always comes after that? Just, just a slap in the fucking face, bro. Someone's like, you'd be like, this would be not to be rude, but you have two chins now. What? That's what I think the the weird part about the not to be rude and don't take offense and stuff like that is the fact of like I guess people truly thought that made sense. <laughs> that makes sense to them, like Um not to be rude, but you're fucking stupid. But I said not to be rude, so that should take away all the offense, right? That doesn't make any sense. That's weird to me. That's just strange. I never understood how that caught on. Like, not to be rude. It's like, I guess that's like a southern thing, you know? I don't think people say not to be rude out south. I mean, not out south. Out, like, in the west area. I don't know why I say the west. Like, it's like the fucking cowboys and shit. But, like, from the podcast I listen to it, out from what they say about people in California. I count that as the west. But, honestly, thinking more about it, let's see. What's really categorized as the West and what really is the West? What I mean by that is, like, you know how the South includes Florida, but in all actuality, Florida's not in the South. They don't have any Southern stuff like we do. No, it's not the same thing. It's not. So I wonder 
what what is considered the West? What is it considered to be an alcoholic? Man, people are fucked up. It's me too. Do I social shits all the time at nighttime? Am I a pothead? <laughs> Answer is no. <laughs> um, out west is categorized Midwest area. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. I'm trying to see like a Northwest. So here's how it seems. This is how the area seem, right? West. Anything that's not the East, Mid-Atlantic, or Northeast is considered West. Okay. All right. Even like up in the Minnesota, Chicago area is considered the Midwest. All right. So anything out West, I guess. I don't think it would be like not to be rude. I just think that Southern type of like backhanding, you know, sorriness you know like people just really like that's what we do in the south it's not really like people like to hit you up front we're not the type of like just to come at you in the south <clears throat> everyone tries to come at you in polite ways because they want to sneak at you they want to shadow jab you in the dark you know it's just different i guess in the, in the south it's weird i feel like that's the only thing to don't take offense things you know that's the only place where it's like a thing, you know? But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I haven't been out west. I don't think. when I haven't been out west since I was like, you know, mentally able to understand what was going on. Pretty sure I went out west to Iowa. Is Iowa the Midwest area? Not the Midwest. Is that the Midwest technically, right? Let me see. Wait, let's see. Uh, yep, it is the Midwest. So, yeah, how Midwest, I've been there. But I wasn't really, like, you know, old enough to understand what was going on. So, I've never really been since I've been conscious. But, not conscious, but understand what was going on. But, yeah, just out here, it's just, it's just always, it's just always, don't take offense to what I'm going to say. But it's going to be offensive. Just, just punch me in my face. I always say that. Like, Brian, Brian Callen. Brian the dog, Brian Griffin, on um, <laughs> Family Guy, said, Hey, well, hey, do you want to go out sometime? You're really pretty to this blind girl. And he was like, Well, I read somewhere that girls make up their mind if they want to date you in the first 10 seconds. That's totally a joke. But that's a, even if that's not a joke, that's a great line to lead with. That's a great model to live by. Why not just go up to girls that you think are attractive? And you think that, and you feel like a vibe with them. Just be like, Hey, Hey, babe, you want to go out sometime? What's she going to say? No. You know, that's what's going to come out of this quarantine for me. You know, I'm going to be way more adventurous. That's the way I think I'm going to start feeling. You know what I'm saying? As soon as they lifted the phase, as soon as they lifted it, I got jobs. I wanted jobs because I want money. You know, I want to start saving up, go to some comedy workshops. Whenever that starts to open up, might save up. Put some money away to, you know, get some money to maybe go out in L.A., you know, out west. Do you know the world's endless? world's endless. The possibility is endless in the world, you know, especially for somebody my age. So, 
You know, that's what we're just going to keep doing. Keep fucking hustling, making that cash. It's great to be able to go work again. It really is. Um, I got really tired of being in the house all the time. And I do hear a lot of people say that, you know, being outside is going to make us sicker or get us sick, more people sick. I don't know. I haven't really dove into the data myself, right? So what I'm going to say is going to be completely based on what I listen to, the podcast I listen to. I've listened to a lot of uh, T-Fat K, The Fighter and the Kid, and Joe Rogan. You know, the Joe Rogan experience. And the way that they make it seem, well, at least T-Fat K and Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub, I don't know. I just don't feel that fearful with them talking about it. I feel like it's worth a shot. Why not? Why not try it, you know? People are really scared to get sick again or get, get everybody sick. You know, we can't just have the economy shut down. Like, that's not how it works. If it's just shut down for a long time, it's dangerous. Like, I'm pretty sure I've heard a lot of people say that. Uh, people, if if nothing's going on, there's no foot traffic going on at all in the streets, really. Nobody's going to be on the siege. Nobody's being able to go to malls. People are losing their jobs. People can't pay their bills, you know. And the people who aren't getting the money for those bills that need to get paid can't pay their bills, maybe. It's just everyone's suffering. Food shortages, meat shortages. It's crazy, you know. So, like, the thought of it is, like, I don't know. I hope you guys can't hear my dad, but you might be able to, but I doubt it. Um, Yeah, so, like, we have to... We have to work, we do. And even if it comes around for a second time, we'll just deal with it then, you know? I mean, even, so what would happen if, I think, the thing that I think about is like, what's the risk? More people getting infected? Uh, I guess, you know? I feel like us staying in the quarantine, it seemed like it was gonna be spreading at a pretty rapid rate, right? At the same time. And, I think people think that it, it slowed down more so because of the quarantine. And it has. And I think as more people come out, more people will be getting it. But, you know, it's a fair point to say it's just because we're testing more people. So obviously that's going to raise the number. I don't think more people are getting it. I just think more people are finding out that they have it. That makes sense. But I don't know. I'm trying to be more optimistic. I'm tired of being a pessimist, pessimist all the time. That's how I always was. Just always a person who's so dark and pessimistic. Even, like, the way that, this is the best way I describe, like, how I feel with depression. It's like a constant bully following you. But the bully's your brain, just constantly just making you feel like fucking shit. You know, it's crazy. That's the way that I always feel about it. So, like, um, I've been trying to get rid of that. And I think one way to get rid of that is to push your mind with more optimistic thoughts and be more you know realistic in your optimist i mean pessimistic areas okay so for instance i have to work right now at a moving company you know i didn't have obviously nobody probably dreams of working for a moving company and if it's going according to anyone's plan i would doubt anyone's plan involved a moving company and you can best believe i'm one of those people whose plan did not involve a moving company after college. I thought maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, but my, you know, I, my parents kind of filled my head up with like all this stuff that I could like go out west and get a job in California. I, I really talk about out west like you're going for gold, but like if you guys are from the west, that's how we see the west out here in South Carolina, like the South area. 
in like North Carolina, all of us see the West as what we see the West is like, like we see a girl out here and we're like she's pretty, but she doesn't have anything on the girls out there. Like girls from California, you're delicious. Hit me up, bro. You know, I'm telling you because that's how girls are out there. Like that's how it fit. Like that's how it is out there for us. We think everything you guys do is so much better. At least for me, that's the way I always saw. I know a lot of people think like me too. So. Going out west just feels like the successful area. Like, if you do it, you're successful. You're happy. I feel like you just, not instantly happiness, but you got way more opportunity. Life's different. New challenge would be crazy, you know? So, yeah, that's what that's why I'm working, you know? Hope we can come out west, get some money, get, do stuff like that. Um, Yeah, you know, and. I feel like to get to those kind of areas, you know, even if I want to stand up comedy, which I really do want to, but I also think that I just want to start risking it, you know, I'm going to start trying more stuff, maybe start, you know, trying to get more into social media, making some videos, putting them out there, you know, I can TikTok, I can figure it out, I think I'm funny, I get funny, I hope. I've been reading more, trying to read more, if that makes sense. I've been, I, I like read an article a day. I started reading this book last night, rereading it for like the first couple hundred pages, first hundred pages, 98 pages or something, because I didn't finish it. I think it's like a three or 400 page book about, where is it? Let me see if I can find it. Hold up. Pause, 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 pause. I'm not going to pause it. We don't edit nothing, bro. Um, it's called William Goldman's Adventures in the Screen Trade. It's a pretty interesting book, no joke. He's a pretty interesting guy. He's talking about, you know, what goes on in, like, the the movie business, you know. And it's interesting how, like, most things that start off with basically independent contractors all playing together, like, working together to do something, if that makes sense. I say independent contractors, like... Athletes that are all technically, to, they're all on a team, but they own their services. I count them as independent contractors who are contracted by their teams. That's why people have contracts at that, obviously, you know. So, but in the beginning when all that was, when I started out, they all, the people who were like making the film weren't seen as people. They were all just seen as the film production crew, it seemed like more so. And they weren't really making that much money. They didn't even, like, back then, they didn't even have, like, uh, back when they first started, they didn't have sound, obviously. So people were irrelevant. Like, people didn't even know their names of the people on the screen. Most of the time, they'd be just strange films that were, like, catered to the poor. But as they became more popular, I think in, like, 17. I think they said the first one was established, like, 1823, 1876. Don't quote me on that, but the, I bet you it's close. I, I know exactly the page it's on. Watch that be right, boy. I'm telling you, I'm getting smart. Niggas want to be sleeping on me. April 23rd, 1896. Oh, did I say 70? I said 70. That sucks. 76. Um, And then by 1910, so 14 years later, there was a shit ton of movie theaters that opened up. And, um, yeah, it started to show the progression of how, you know, they became more popular. And there was times where you, there was, like, a seven-year period when they were, like, duking it out from 1912 to, like, 1919. Um, where, like, these two actors were just getting better contracts. It was like, well, she gets paid $250 per blah, blah, blah. And the next year, she got paid five. The next, 
the other girl got paid five hundred, and then that girl, other girl, go back to her, she gets a thousand. Then we go back to the other girl, she gets two thousand. Then it's like ten, and then someone got a hundred and fifty, then two hundred. They start making bank. Then all of a sudden, uh, it shows like you know the process about how it is now and how really big stars will demand a certain of the gross profit uh, that the the movie that makes profit. I don't think net profit. Just gross profit of just how much box sale tickets are. That's crazy. <laughs> right? So, like, they were talking about how Jack Nicholson, when he starred in one who flew over the cuckoo's nest, something like that. The one who flew over the cuckoo's nest. Something like that. He got, like, $10 million or some shit in his pocket. Like, the book's really interesting, you know? So, obviously, that'd be something I really want to do one day. Not right. I don't think I have the capabilities to write. A screenplay. I'm not really interested in, like, that kind of writing. Like, serious writing. I like to leave my serious writing to myself. But, um... I'm sorry I'm breathing so heavy. I just keep pushing on my stomach because I can feel, like, the fat coming out. I'm push it out. There goes those insecurities right there. But you just gotta own up to them. That's what I'm gonna start doing. I'm just gonna chill out. I'm just gonna chill and focus on what I was just saying about oh writing. When it comes to writing, um, yeah, I don't like to do serious stuff. I'll leave serious stuff to like myself. But you know, like jokes wise, it may be able to be like improv acting. You know, that'd be cool. Like I would love to be able to study it, be a funny person be able to get my toes in that or like being able to be on a adult cartoon oh my god that'd be sick as fuck bro i would love that um yeah you know so just trying to really educate my mind about that kind of stuff too i find the screen screenplay yeah screenwriting and like movies are really interesting um people's perceptions on certain things are interesting and just like just how much detail that goes on to just some of the people's movie shooting capabilities like think about um uh quentin tarantino when he shot once upon a time in hollywood i i heard on my on a podcast listen to that it's just like the amount of work that he put into making this one scene look as realistic as it could from that time period i think it was the 80s or 90s maybe even the 70s it's just crazy like they do so much work and it's like what it's just just to make you feel something and we all pay so much money to feel that and reminisce of like you feel it for max two hours quentin you know it might be three hours um i don't know if this is still this is still recording sorry the screen just went black because i haven't been touching it um it, i think that movie was like three hours long i think let me see how long um oh, sorry let me hit that how long was how long was, how long is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, my grammar. So it's three hours long. The Hateful Eight three hours and seven minutes long. So even if it's three hours long, it's about three hours long. In comparison to like your life or even your weekend that you go see that. It's not even that long. That's a night. That's not even a night. It is a night. A nine to twelve. You go see a seven to ten. Probably a seven to ten would make more sense. But like yeah, it's a seven to ten. That's it. And these people get paid absurd amount of money because that's how good they are with what they do. They can just find all the, the interesting details to make it feel so real. Make you get captivated in it. 
you start rooting for the person and hating. Like, that's how you, that's, good acting is crazy. When you just, like, the Joker, you, that caused a legit conversation for people. They're like, this is a terrible movie to bring out right now. Because if his acting skills were so good, he was, was, is that, is this, I don't want to say the wrong name. And I'm pretty sure I would say the wrong name. Ooh. I'm not good with names. Ever. What? That's, I moved my keyboard over so I can have my mic closer to my mouth so typing is very hard. Um, Jack. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Jack Queen. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, he, he did outstanding. He's such a good actor. So when you see acting like that, you're like, what? That's crazy to think about. Like, it's so good. It just, it caused the uproar in the country. That's beautiful to see, you know. You just have to appreciate stuff like that. And I think that the older I get, the more I'm starting to understand that it's okay to appreciate things, you know. That's what you need to understand. You need to appreciate the stuff that you have. And the stuff that you don't have, appreciate that other people have it, you know. Um, recently, I've been feeling really jealous um, of a lot of people and how they've got their lives figured out. Not lives figured out, but, you know, they got jobs. They're going to start making money. And, like, that's wrong of me. And I realized that, and I start, I've gotten a lot better, you know, with um, trying to be more cautious of that when that comes up. Like, one of my friends is going out to California, and I was I was not never ever upset at him for that but I was jealous that I was like man because I wish I could go with him but it's just not my time right now you know I knew what what's up I know what I did to myself and how I started my growth uh in college because of my mental health so you know I can only critique myself so much about it and even if I didn't and this is just where I was at mentally then like that's okay you know it's not a bad place to be uh, I got, I can figure it, you know, I'm gonna figure it out, you know, there's, there's the ride, this is what it is, I'm always in such a rush to get to destination, but enjoy the ride, you know, but, uh, yeah, appreciating other people is what I'm saying, but that applies to even sports, like, for instance, um, my whole life I wanted to be a soccer player for a long time, I still think about soccer to this day, I still have a ball in the house, and I dribble around all the time, Thinking about it, I play FIFA in the most serious way ever and play a career mode to feel like I'm actually playing the game. You know, I love it. It's 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 like the one thing that like gave me pleasure, I guess, because it gave me worth. I feel like my worth was tied into soccer because it was something that I was. I people gave me appreciation for like they they thought I was good, and that used to make me feel good about myself. You know, um, that. And, you know, making people laugh, obviously. But that was, like, my first love. And my and the thing about it, it wasn't really that was my first love. I think I always wanted to make people laugh more so. But when I was a com not a comedian, when I wanted to fucking, um, when I wanted to play soccer, it was more that I was making my dad happy. That's what I liked. I was just so happy that I could, like, you know, like, when I would do well, we were like, that was my dog. You know, we were cool. And I wouldn't do bad. When I would do bad, like, I'd be held accountable, you know. So it was a very, like, you know, interesting situation to be in. Uh, 
but soccer, yeah, it was always my, my, it's going to always be like my love, I guess. So I think about that all the time. I think my point was that it's okay if it doesn't work out. Um, fuck, man. Fucking shirt. Um, yeah, it's okay if it doesn't work out, I think was my point. I cannot remember what my point was. Um, but I'm just going to keep talking about, oh, yeah, appreciate it. So, like, so Tyler Adams, he plays for RB Leipzig. He's an American black guy, you know, just talented at soccer. And, uh, I don't fuck was that oh that's my sister coming she's so goddamn loud let me see if i can pause it i might have to to ah, i might be good i'll keep it right here but um yeah yeah you know you should just appreciate that she's a good soccer player and you should like for me at first like it's not that i wouldn't appreciate it but it's like i would want to emulate them and be them but no when you see people doing some good at their craft and what they're good at, you know, what their talent is, take that feeling that you get and put it into your own work. That's what I've been trying to do more so. I um today, like, it'll be about when I finish this, I don't know, like 3 o'clock, and I've gotten all my stuff done again early. All the stuff I want to do, and I worked this morning, you know, and... uh. And it's not necessarily, uh, or it's because like when I watched like this video, Tyler Adams, you know, talking about his life, it made me start wanting to write. I wrote a jokes after that, I wrote an hour of jokes, because I was like, man, like this guy is, he's living the life. He's got that cash. He just rides his bike through Leipzig in Germany. Um, he yeah he rides to practice. He had an issue with his bike. He literally just go went to a shop. Pay for it, got it fixed in a matter of like seconds, maybe even a couple of minutes. I don't know, maybe an hour. I don't know how long it took, but he got it fixed. Just pay for it, go home. Security, he's and he's good, and he's American. He's probably the hope for America soon. So, like, it's sick. Like when I saw that, I was like, well, maybe I can do that with you know my my comedy, my podcast. See if I can make stuff more interesting. You know, that's what you need to take from other people. Be more appreciative of other people. Don't be jealous. That's the words of the day, bro. Um, Oh, I'm glad I wrote this down because I had some scary thoughts about these fucking things, dude. I don't care what anyone says. Scariest animal that exists on this day. He's a reptile or she's a reptile. Fucking crocodiles, dude. I hate crocodiles. These are... Just massive creatures. They just do whatever they want. And they're so big. These these are dinosaurs. That's what they are. They, these are. Yes, that's exactly what they are. That's exactly what Joe Rogan said. He said this. He was like, these are just dinosaurs that got left behind. These dinosaurs just have not de-evolved yet, bro. Or evolved, de-evolved, evolved. Like, these are like the scariest looking things ever. They're just so, the skin to, oh, oh, there's just some animals that were created that you just like, you're like, why? <laughs> like, who created this kind of animal? What is it? They can just fuck you up. Crocodiles are just scary animals. And like, that's why I, that's why I don't understand. Like, I would, mm, I don't want to go to Florida again. I don't have any 
desire whatsoever to go to Florida again. Uh, they have a, a crocodile, or is it crocodile and pythons or alligators and pythons? One, the other, both equally as terrifying, just issues down there. Like, what? what, what that's not like an acceptable thing. It's not like it's not like man. We, we um, we ran out of toilet paper this morning. You know, it's not like shit. Like you can't just sell me on a house down in Florida and be like, uh, so, um, it's a very nice house. Uh, it's about uh whatever square footage because I don't know fucking square feet because who fucking needs to know that right now? I'm not buying a house. Um, and uh, it's a good neighborhood. Everyone's nice. Uh, there's kids running around, uh, I see you're a bachelor, you don't got no girlfriend, so, like, after this, you wanna have sex, and I'd be like, okay, lady, like, relax, you know, but, uh, whatever, and she'd be like, oh, one other thing, uh, there's a crocodile and python issue that go on in this state, good luck, no, 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 that's not just an acceptable thing, we have to fix that, that's an issue, like, that's crazy that they could just be something that they're known for. Like, the Florida's just, the, it seems like Florida is not the wild, wild west. It's just, it's just Florida. Like, if you say Florida to people, they get it. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 Florida. You can you can type in, like, I'm pretty sure it's a game, you know, like a, a, a thing that people did on Twitter that you could type in what Florida, like, what your birthday is and everything. And, uh, like, the day of your birth. But not the year, and just a day, and just see what happens, and you can just pay stuff together, be all kinds of random stuff. Let's see. Let's do my birthday actually. Let's see. Um, August fifteenth. Uh, oh, what? Me and Nipsey Hustle had the same birthday. I didn't know that. Florida man, August fifteenth. Twenty. This is what you do. So here we go. You just type in Florida man. And you type in August, whatever, August 15th, or you can type whatever year, just type in whatever, and it'll bring up, you know, Florida man. So it says, police, Florida man wrecks liquor shop, blames Caterpillar. That's what I am for the 15th. Let's see what my dad is, January 20th. Florida man, January 20th. Florida man attempts to hide underwater from cops. Gets arrested after coming up for air, police say. <laughs> think about blowing something like that like you're it's not blowing something i don't know why i'm acting like that first of all it, it, that sucks <laughs> just to just to have to come up for air like maybe you could have maybe got away but i doubt it but um maybe you could have maybe got away but it would suck that to blow it like that but regardless of that don't run from the police guy that's never a good idea. Ever. I don't even know if there's a time where a realm where that works out more than 1% of the time. How often do people get away from the police? How often do people get away from... How often do police... Uh, uh, people escape police chases? 
I see police chase all the time like PT. I suggest you call easily 95% of the time. He says easily 95 I mean, I guess, but I would say higher than that. In my department, we still chase very aggressively. We were chasing to other jurisdictions. Yeah, so like, it's just going to probably be like 95 We'll probably say 99%, 98%. So I wouldn't even try to run. All it does is trump up the charges. Hey, this is... It's not a fight or flight mode with the police. Turn yourself in. You're going to jail if they want to find you. People don't get it. If the police want to find you, you will be found. That's it. It's as easy as that. There's nothing that you can do. The police want you. The All of our information are in the date. Like, the databases. Right? Like, plenty of times. Well, one time. Police came to my house because of something that happened. Through information that someone else said about me. Police came to my house. Quickly. Within 10 to 15 minutes. The police were at my house. And it wasn't even in this jurisdiction. It was from the, the county over. They found me. In seconds. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like you're never going to get away from the police ever. Running from the police is a dumb idea. Never a good idea. No. No thanks. I'm telling you, being a cop has to be hard. It has to be like an awful job. But regardless of that, like, I mean, especially, probably, actually, honestly, being a cop out of this quarantine thing kind of comes up more and more people start coming out. Like, maybe in phase three, if you're going to try and, like, police things, it's going to be rough. Because after this quarantine, the amount of sexual tension that's going to be going on between just everybody who wants to fuck, it's just going to be crazy. The amount of women who are just going to get me sliding in DMs and them turning me down is going to be a substantial amount. Well, maybe not. Honestly, we'll see. I'll probably be taking a break, but, like... Coming out, you know, everyone's gonna be fucking one of the fucking in quarantine. Either you're gonna, you've been, I'm tired of busting nuts and socks. I know that's me. I'm sick of it, bro. Sick and tired of it. All the time, dude. It's, it's like, ugh. Ah, I want vagina. That's how you feel. Aggravated with it. I'm telling you, after this quarantine, everybody is busting nuts. Why would you not? I don't understand. It's like this is a time to be alive, bro. Give me the give me that coronavirus. A dick sucking the coronavirus. That's a T Fat K ad lib for you guys. That'd be great. I'm telling you, that'd be fantastic. Coming out of the coronavirus, getting you fine, nice. Like if I could start dating someone out the coronavirus, I would not want to do that. Take that back. I don't want to date anybody. If I just started. <sighs> Actually, even taking back from dating, you know, this is something I talked about more so with myself. Look at this. This is this is why I this podcast is probably gonna be interesting for whoever listens to it because my thoughts change very quickly. But in an honest way, regardless of dating, just friends. I just wanna kinda of talk to more people. I feel like I wanna meet more people. The more experiences you have with more people, the better that your life is, I feel like. You know. You gotta figure out what you hate in people. Too. I feel like that's something. Like that's how you find really good friends. Is that you gotta have a lot of shitty friends, or like people that you're not close with, and that's for X, Y, or Z reason to figure out the people why who you want to be close with. You know, like when I was a kid, it took me a long time to find like really really good friends that I really like to hang out with that I wasn't bothered by, uh, 
or I just didn't feel uncomfortable with. I never really felt comfortable with anyone until I've met my friend Calvin. And I mean, I still like my friend Petey, like he's still one of my really good friends. But when I was a kid, his dad used to scare shit out of me because I was a big nigga. So it just always felt uncomfortable at the house. But I mean, now, not anymore. I know he's a cool person. But when I was a kid, I was. So I wasn't really comfortable over there. But yeah, my my first person I ever felt comfortable with was my friend Calvin, like one of my best friends. And then his brother Roscoe became one of my best friends too. Those were like my most comfortable people. And I feel like that's all I got. Those are my two sample sizes. Like, I feel like I should have more close friends or just, you know, figure out more traits to have, I guess, you know? Because I feel like it's just good to have for experience-wise. It makes you more, I guess... humorous (laughs) humorous <laughs> makes you understand more things you get a different perspective just like right now i couldn't really appeal to older people i could only appeal to younger people because thinking about it, i haven't really been around the block but uh i guess that's one thing too with like really working hard too if you think about it um if um like i think eddie murphy wrote one of his specials at 21 and i think that's because like Maybe, well, he was just probably hilarious. Not probably, he was fucking hilarious. But, like, in order to do that for, like, an average person, you had to have lived the same type of issues that adults have went through and understanding perspective. Or have a really big following with kids, which is possible now. You can definitely get away with that. There's been roasts with, you know, YouTubers who, I don't, you know, they were just roasting each other, like, a friendly roast that everyone kind of saw. It could have been a stream, you know, but they did it. So I'm sure it's possible. But in order to do it, I think you would have to have a lot in common with older people. And I don't right now, you know. So it's harder to appeal to older people, you know. But I don't think that's the thing either. I think the way to look at it and the more so I'm starting to understand it is, like, when I was running a day, I started to really start to find my voice because I have a dark uh, voice. And I started to try to write more so about things that appeal to me. Like, at first I was writing more about, like, um, dogs. <laughs> like, what do dogs, how do dogs feel? Because I could see it as a topic that, you know, people have dogs. People get that. What's up? What you doing? Taking a break. Okay. Let me just pause this. Oh, go ahead. Alright, that was my mom who came in. You probably caught some glimpses of the end conversation, or begin conversation, but yeah, I can't remember what the fuck I was talking about. Um, uh, oh, yeah, about relating to people. Yeah, relating to older people. You know, I feel like that'd be difficult to do for a younger person, you know. Um, but yeah, you know. I was thinking about, um, the other day I was thinking about why we care about famous people's lives. That's a good, this is a good topic. It was not a good segue, but I'm glad that we brought this up because I'm happy. Because I paused it when I came back and looked at my nose and saw this. Um, you know, famous people. Famous. Let's just start with the word famous. What does famous mean in 2020? Fame means a lot in our age because... It's it's currency, <laughs> essentially. If you're famous, like if you depend on what kind of fame you have, regardless, if you have fame and like a and 
in a social media platform or like you know in social media you have a lot of followers you have like you're different you're a different person you live basically essentially you're better than people almost people feel like you do what you want to you know like and you're making and most of the time not i'm not gonna say i'm making a lot of money but you have a lot of freedom to do exactly what you want to you know so when it comes to famous people and their opinions, it's like we always love their opinions. It's so interesting to me. If a famous person says something, I automatically take their opinion. Not as true. I don't automatically take it as true, but I listen and I hear it more so than if I hear something from somebody who don't doesn't have anything, you know. Kind of, you know. That's how most people see it. For me, that's the way I, I see other people's perspectives. Because I always wondered, like, one thing I was always just salty of, just, like, people who would just get women on a whim. I was just like, I just don't get it. Never got it. And fame is one thing that you can get women with easily. Sorry. So, like, you know, you start to just think about, like, the thought of just, like, being able to... People just, everything you say is gold. Anything you try and do is gold, you know? Like, it's fantastic. Like, um, Kim Kardashian's doing uh, prison reform stuff. You know, that's a big deal. Like, that's huge, you know? And it's like, we pay more attention to that because she's a famous person, you know? It's a bigger deal, and because you know she's her, obviously. But, like, with fame, when you do things, it's more, you know publicized and I guess that's the thing about me is that I'm such a vain person and I just love that attention that that's the reason why I do a lot of nice stuff I guess I like the fame that you get the the notoriety from doing that I gotta get better at that I I have I have I still do like I don't think that's only the real reason why I do nice stuff but I definitely used to incorporate into it so you know I gotta do better with that but yeah you know that's just what famous people's lives it's just interesting to me to just see people who whose opinions just matter so much and people who have really good opinions and who can have such so many opinions about so many different things saying like what I mean by that is somebody who has a very diverse background and the, the way he invests or she invests their money if that makes sense for instance Whitney Cummins she is a comedian she owns horses um she has written on TV shows. She's had a TV show. She's produced TV shows. She's directed TV shows. She's made specials. She's wrote a book. She is everything. That's everything. Like, those, it, it gets to a point where you hit, like, this mega star. I it just, like, I couldn't, I don't, it's just crazy to think about. So, I, I can understand why we, we think about famous people and their perspectives is more high, highly, I guess. Because you see that person, they've done it. They've They've achieved, I guess, what we all dream of. Um, I think everybody can act like this can hold true or not. And to an extent, I know it does, but also to an extent, it doesn't. Uh, money doesn't buy happiness. That's not true, I don't think. Or that is true, but that the point of saying that doesn't mean anything to why people say it. Like having that money is great that security is something else doesn't mean you're gonna be happy nobody's saying that dude nobody's saying that but security takes a huge weight off your shoulder if i had security i don't think i'd be the same person i have security like to an extent 
in saying that I'm not gonna like go homeless or anything, right? But like, I just think that there's something about me that would always just be eaten up inside if I never found, um, you know, the avenue into which I could get into comedy. I just feel like I will always be like ate up by that. Just the idea that I could have been something and I just wasn't. You know, and I'm not saying that I'm gonna be anything, but like, you know, you can I just feel like that would just always sit in my head if I never tried to try to do it, you know? So and the people and like think about it, there's a lot of kids probably like me, just exactly like me, coming out of college, the exact same ambitions, you know. So so it's going to be rare that any one of us makes it, right? So then even out of those people, being extraordinary, as I said last episode, extraordinary amongst ordinary men, that's crazy. Or women, you know, in our case. Like, it's just crazy to think that people get there. So when people do get there, I guess it makes a lot of sense. And for people to also have, like, educated opinions in all those different areas and have those their feet, interests, and everything, that's what I want to be, you know. I want to build my portfolio as a person more so. <laughs> I think that'd be so cool. I would love to do it, you know, so. But you know what that comes with? Time. Time and patience. Yeah, so. Just got to keep working at it. We'll get there eventually, you know. Uh, I think as the po- these podcasts go on more so, I'm starting to get better with timing. You know, you got to sometimes slow down and um, process your thoughts. You know, sometimes when I start talking, you just don't know where the words, the sense is going to go. I look just like Michael Scott. That's me. So I've been trying to work on slowing down more. And I got to do that more even in comedy. Like when I do my jokes in my head. I don't really have a place to perform right now. That's that's something that I really wish I had. I need to get, like, figure something like that out. Or just probably just hard to start doing it at night in the room. Just being quiet so I don't wake anybody up. But yeah, you know, slowing down is a big deal with comedy from what I've read. Uh, you got to learn how that stuff marinate in the sauce. Now, when you first start cooking, you're scared to let it marinate. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, I don't want to burn it. I don't want to mess everything up. So that's how it is with comedy in the beginning. You don't want the awkward silence just to be awkward, you know? But they're not awkward silences. They're what they are, are double hitters. That's what they are. It's like smoking weed and taking an edible. It's a double hitter. You say a punchline or you say something, and then you get people to catch up to what you say, or you give time to pause for, you know, the laughter. Or not even pause for laughter. It pauses and it gives a it gives a break and let people understand that, all right, you're done. Now you can laugh some, you know? <laughs> I just feel like a pause is really essential. And learning how you speak on stage is probably really essential. But another thing that's very essential about learning how to be a comedian is watching other comedians. Because watching other comedians definitely scares the fuck out of me. I don't know why I give people tips about it. I'm just giving you a perspective of how I see it about my fucking bum coming up life from this whole thing. But yeah, like... The one thing I've watched was um, Bill Burr and his joke about, I'm not going to give his joke away, but it was so good. And I was like, man, that right there, that is just 
fantastic piece of comedy. And like it was like a it was like a fucking it was a firecracker. It was like someone threw something off in the crowd. It was just laughter, 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 boom, 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 You know what I'm saying? Just shooting. That's all he was doing, just shooting. Just perfect shots every time. Like the thought of that is crazy. Like I don't understand how they do it. And to see people do it, it's just so amazing to watch, you know. But it's like, it just, it right there, it doesn't discourage me more so. It gives me material, I guess. And that's what, not material, no, not steal it from, but it gives me, um, uh, what's the word? Um, creative juices, that's what it does. That's how I feel whenever I see really good work. You just feel like you want to, you know, create as much as you can now, too. And not emulate them, but, like, the more that you eat, like, I, I'll watch Bill Burr, and now I'm going to watch Chris, I'll watch Crystalia's special. I'll probably go back and watch Theo Vaughn's. I'm not really a big fan of watching specials. I'm not going to lie to people. I like hearing them in my headphones, as stupid as that sounds. I'm not really a big fan of of watching things. Because watching stuff doesn't take my... I don't I don't do well looking at stuff. But I can do well listening to stuff, you know? So, yeah. Uh, I listen to Theo Vaughn's uh, uh, special on my phone. Um, I, might, I listen to Brian Callens. Joe Rogan's is on there. I might put Joey Diaz's on. I'm going to start listening to more of those, you know? Get the timing and everything and hearing the voices. And, like, I hear more of those. It helps me make a, a better Justin, you know? So I start to take more things from different pieces. Of each person's, you know, uh, act. Like, for instance, uh, the way Joe Rogan acts, you know, when he writes a special. I'm fucking trying to explain myself. I just move my body in the strangest ways. I wish people could see it. It's very weird. But the way Joe Rogan explains himself, you know, and Brian Callum. A lot of comedians like that, just very animated, you know, and... I don't think that being animated is for everybody, but I do think being animated is something that, you know, is for me. Because I'm a very animated personality. You know, I'm very dynamic. That's one way I think people could describe me. Not dynamic, spontaneous, that's the word. Because you just, you never know what you're going to get with me. Some days you get adjusting that you're just like, man, this guy's the best. Some days you get adjusting that you hate. Sometimes you get Justin that's loud, and when I tell people stories, I get into them. I just fucking, I just get excited. My voice starts to raise. I start to just focus. I'm dialed in. That's the way I tell stories. So, uh, I think you know, learn how to be more animated on stage is a thing. But I think the difference comes in and in, in the honesty of of writing. That's what everyone tells me. You know, that's what everyone says. I read online. I mean. Um, being honest with with your with the stage, and being honest in your stand up. Talk about the things I feel. I'm trying to talk about a lot more things I feel about in life. Uh, you know the things that I do. I do a lot of stuff. You know the issues that I face. You know they're different. They're unique, and they're personal. They're me, and then you know that's just me as a person, and that's just the way I'm gonna start writing. Stop trying to appeal to other people. And I think it's interesting to see. I can see, like for me, I see that kind of stuff come on as the days of me keep doing as I keep doing things repeatedly. So like uh, push ups. When I do fifty push ups, I couldn't do fifty like a week, two weeks ago, maybe two two weeks ago, maybe even three uh, straight. I could probably do like eleven when I first started. Weak. I was very weak. Uh, now I do fifty straight. Uh, Stronger like forty eight. But I'm starting to get better now. Now. 
the last three times I've done them, because I do 50 in the morning, twice 50 in the morning, sometimes twice at night, most of the time one at night. Uh, and I started, you know, those last three times I've done that, I was not struggling a lot. That's what it is. So the more that I've been reading about comedy, trying to write more about comedy, when I watch shows that are funny, because that's all I really watch on TV, or sitcoms, like fa- older family sitcoms. I might go back and watch Full House, because something about being high and watching those older shows, it just reminds me of just like such a a friendly family atmosphere. That's the atmosphere I just like, I like for some reason. It brings me peace to think about. I don't know, it's weird, but yeah, I watch a lot of those, so I can hear the da-da-da-da-da punchlines, you know? Or like when they set up cutaways and Family Guy, I can, you can see and be like, well, this is crazier than fucking when we had coronavirus. And then they never done that one, but, you know, something like that, you know. Like, it's crazy, you know. Like, it's interesting to see. Like, you can see it. It's like my my ears start to, I become more accustomed to hearing it. And I, it's like, it's so faint because it's like a wisp. That's how it feels. It's not enough for me to be intelligent enough to, like, really start to structurally prepared jokes but it's enough for me to be like for for like the addiction of the keep writing just to suck me back in you know what i'm saying so it's very interesting very very interesting to see like you know i can see myself get better at things as as the days go on you know because i think the thing about me is that i'm a person who focuses so much on the days to day because i count pretty much every second of the day like, I just count how long I have to be awake till I can go back to sleep, to wake up to do, like, a task, or I have something to do to go back to wait and to go back to sleep to have another task. Like, that's the way I work. And that's how, that's the way I did it at school, too. Like, um, I guess the thing about depression, when you don't have structure, it's very hard for you to do things with your free time a lot. Um I'm trying, you know, I've been working on that. I think the, I think I'm going to start going to group therapy. I think I'm going to start trying a lot more different things whenever this coronavirus stops. Uh, just to see, you know, what can and can't work. But, yeah, uh, what was I saying? Um, oh, yeah, with depression. So, like, um, even today, uh, I'll be done recording this pretty soon. And I'm going to put this up, get it all set up and everything, and then... Maybe I'll have free time. It's going to only be 3 o'clock. I don't know what to do. Uh, maybe I'll watch some TV. I could read some of my book, you know. But the the thing is, is that it, it's an inconvenience to me to have free time. And that's, that's so stupid, right? That's crazy. It feels like an inconvenience to be awake. That's that's kind of how I guess the best way to put it. Like It's like I'm conscious, like, fuck, I don't want to be awake. I just want to be asleep so I don't have to really think about being awake or just having to be awake. I wonder what that is. Why Why is that the case? You know, why don't I want to be awake? I don't know. I don't know. I think the thing is about, for me at least, it's just the fact of just like, I just think I'm really hard on myself. So when I'm awake, I just constantly just hear just the bullying voice in my head. Just me getting so upset at myself, all kinds of shit I've done and not achieving this and that. And it's like, I guess everyone kind of probably has that kind of voice in their head. Just some people just know how to calm it down or some people figure out how to, you know, channel it. And I just haven't figured out how to, you know, channel it yet. So I don't know, you know, it's an interesting thing to think about, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, sorry, so sorry. My bad. I'm just being a gross guy. Uh, yeah, you know, this was a this is the sixth podcast, and this is about to be the end. That's the only reason why I'm saying that. But yeah, this is sixth podcast. Uh, there won't be any more for the rest of the week. This will be Friday, so Monday another one comes out. I feel like my energy was kind of low this one. Um, I don't think it was that bad. I just think that I've been kind of trying to calm down more so. And I'm never going to be too loud in my apartment. So the first couple, probably like, I don't know how long now my apartment in the house until I get an apartment. Probably for a while, these probably won't be loud for a decent amount of time. So we'll see, you know. Uh, but thank you for listening. If you did, uh, have a good have a good one. Oh, uh, you know, you can follow me on Instagram if you like. Uh, pen, P-E-N-J-2. You know, is that right? Or is it my, no, 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 my Instagram is Justin MS Pen, And then my Twitter might be, wait, yeah, 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 okay, okay. My Instagram is Justin MS Pen, And then my Twitter is PinJ97. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, so, you know, if you want to follow me on there, you go ahead, whatever, you know. Probably won't be on it too much, but I'll still probably like all your shit if you're a girl. And I'll probably like your shit if you're a guy, you know. I'll give you a credit if you put some good shit up as a guy. But if you put some bad shit up as a guy, you're not going to like. More so if you're a girl who's pretty and put some bad shit up, I'm probably going to like it. So, whatever. I'm probably digging myself a hole right now. Uh, See you guys for the next one. (laughs) Peace out.